Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast today. So, uh, Roar and I are here, very excited to give another episode of the Sportscast. Um, talk about some you know, recent uh, kind of developments going on. There's not all that much going on right now. Um, you know, the NBA ha- has been off a little bit recently with the uh, NBA All-Star Game, so we're back to action uh, today, which is uh, good to get the NBA going again um you know nfl it's it's been the same thing over and over and over um you know same thing over and over for um the nfl at this point just aaron Rodgers dying for attention and things like that so uh with that being said we'll go ahead and um jump into this here and uh first off we're going to talk about the sorry about that first off we're going to talk about the nba all-star game um as i said they, the nba has taken uh, some time off from playing games because of the nba all-star game there's some speculation um and discussions with the nba that they might have a mid-season tournament instead of nba all-star or maybe not even instead of just additionally have a, a mid-season tournament or something like that um for players now, the thing is that, guys, the NBA All-Star Game's a joke. It's a joke. Um, I, I just don't understand, uh, you know, exactly what... I, I don't understand. I don't understand why people care about the All-Star Game. The players don't care. Um, you know, the dunk contest is, is a joke. It's got a, you know, a bunch of guys that you don't want to see in it. You you, want to see all these stars. You want to see the top guys and and they're, they're not there. You know, it's some of it is a bunch of guys that are, you know, a bunch of role players on their, their teams. Three point shootout. I mean, I care about because three point shootout, you actually get some of the better shooters participating in three point shootout. So it is. It, it is interesting um, that you know people still watch. I don't understand why. Um, you know, maybe it's an ego thing of oh, I went to the game and I went to the NBA All Star Game and and whatnot. Um, I mean, I enjoy the Celebrity All Star Game more than anything uh, for the All Star Game. That's the only thing I really will watch nowadays. Um, they need to figure something out. And if it's a mid season tournament, I think a mid season tournament can make a lot of sense. Um, but how do you make it meaningful? How do you make it where people care about it? Um, you know, because if you, you make it something where it's cash prizes for the players, it's big enough cash prize. Sure, the players might go for it. If it's something where, uh, you know, you, you give teams uh, in the lower part of the standings a, a chance to maybe make the, the real postseason when it comes up uh, by winning, maybe that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, but doing something uh something needs to change uh it needs to happen for sure uh it's just not got the level that you used to see you know you used to see uh Shaq and Yao go at it and it was a real competition you know nowadays it's not I mean it, it, I just I just hate it so anyway um uh, we will mention real quick here as we jump into the NFL uh, Deshaun Watson. So Deshaun Watson, um, there's been a little bit of an update at this point. So 
the most likely, um, it is thought that the Harris County District Attorney uh, will likely decide by April 1st um, if Deshaun Watson will be criminally charged or not. Um, you know, a, a lot of teams, a lot of teams in the NFL are watching this very closely, um, and rightfully so. <clears throat> this is a very talented player that people are wanting to try and get back put on their roster, okay? Um, and if, okay, if out of all these, whatever it is, 22 civil cases, um, you know, that have been brought up against him, if, if out of all of those and, and everything that's transpired, uh, he's ruled completely free and guilty of all these things, okay, whatever, move move forward, right? Um I'm I'm a I'm a believer of the fact that if you can't keep your nose clean um, on the outside, then there's some snot in there. Okay, um, <clears throat> and I just made that up uh, just now. So let me know if you guys like that phrase. But um, essentially, what that means is if if you are getting arrested, if you're getting lawsuits against you, if you're having all these allegations against you um, in this manner. There's some truth somewhere, and it doesn't mean that he committed some of these crimes. It doesn't mean that he committed some of these sexual assaults, but it does mean that he is in an environment that leads to these allegations. He has a demeanor that leads to these allegations. He has uh, habits that lead to these allegations, and so this is something he needs to reevaluate with his lifestyle and change. So if I'm a team, I'm not going to want any part of this. Even if he's ruled completely innocent because of the fact that he needs to make these changes. Now, if you meet with him, if you talk to him, if you sit him down, you know, if you say, look, we need to get, we need you to have a life coach. We need you to have somebody who kind of helps you navigate through these scenarios with women and how to avoid all of this. Sure. Great. Um, because if he comes out completely innocent of all these things, that means that these women have uh, embellished on some of these discussions. And that, okay, I get that, but um, there, there's also a way to avoid being around the types of women that will embellish these things, um, that will make these things up. If if it is ruled that he is uh, innocent, I don't believe he'll be ruled completely innocent. I believe something will come out of this. I mean, it's 22 civil lawsuits. I mean, not nine women at this point that, given their disposition or deposition. So, um, <clears throat> I, I don't believe that he's going to be clear and free of everything. I think there's going to be something there, um, for him. And, and I think, you know, I, I don't think the punishment's hard enough most of the times in these situations <clears throat> in general, but, um, hopefully, um, if that is the case, <clears throat> these teams will understand to stop, pursuing him they will not legitimately want him to be a quarterback for their team um you know like people make mistakes and i gun i understand that but there's a difference between a mistake and an accident okay accidents are made for things that you didn't have control over or and and or you were wasn't educated enough to to know better than okay this is a full-grown adult this is a full-grown man he knows right and wrong and if he's real guilty in one of these things this wasn't an accident this was a mistake he made a mistake he went out and actively thought about knowing what he was doing and made a mistake multiple times in this situation so i wouldn't want any part of him and i would be very very upset if 
any of this is ruled that yes he did these things and a team picks him up i will lose tons of respect for that team and i will not root for that team anymore i don't care who it, what team it is um this is just a guy that i wouldn't want in my locker room um you know if, if you're a player and you've got a daughter uh you're a player that and you've got a, <clears throat> a sister a mom and you know you think about them and their well-being and what deshaun watson has done in this situation um i, I wouldn't want him to be around me um, I'd be kind of disgusted with him. So, um, anyway, that's kind of my thoughts on Russell or uh, on Deshaun Watson, real quick. There. Um, next, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So, here's the thing: I can't stand about Aaron Rodgers, guys. Aaron Rodgers is awful. He's he's he is showing that he's an awful person at this point. Okay. And for those of you who don't know, uh, when the season when they lost their last game or whatever, you know, Aaron Rodgers was like telling everybody, you know, oh well, you know, I got a lot of guys in this locker room that need to know what they're doing and need to know if they're coming back, and um, you know, I, I need to make my decision uh, pretty quickly so that they can do the right thing for them, right? And uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is showing in that regard he's a liar and he's a, he's a scumbag in this situation because and, and I only say that because in this situation I'm not saying I personally believe he's a scumbag but I think in this situation he blatantly lied and he blatantly is trying to manipulate the situation um which is very uh, it's it's very upsetting to me I hate manipulation I can't stand it and he's trying to do it on a public scale so Aaron Rodgers said that and then now what has he done he's sat on his butt and he hasn't made a decision okay he hasn't made a decision he needs to make a decision ASAP for Devonte Adams to know what he, he needs to do. He needs to make a decision so the Packers organization knows what they need to do. So all of his teammates know what they need to do. And if he says that he cares for his teammates, why is he still holding off on a decision? It's a decision that him and only he and only himself can make. Um, he is full of himself and he needs to get over it. He loves his attention. He loves being on the radio shows. Obviously, the NFL season is not happening right now. So people aren't seeing him on national television. So what does he got to do? Oh, I'm going to go on the Pat McAfee show and, you know, give them a reason to be on ESPN every day because then that puts my face on ESPN every day. Dude, get over yourself. You don't have to be the face of ESPN every day. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, but my question here, okay, and this is something I think people need to think about. Devontae Adams, he's possibly up for a franchise tag. If he gets franchise tagged, he will be making you know quite a bit more money in this upcoming season uh, than what would happen if they did a long-term extension, you know. And I think Devontae Adams is pretty confident himself. I think he knows he would get a long-term extension or a long-term deal somewhere um, next season as long as he doesn't get injured. And maybe he's willing to roll the dice on that. So my question is: Is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams trying to play the Green Bay Packers? Are they trying to push the Green Bay Packers? To give Devonte at to to franchise tag Devonte Adams so that he makes a lot more money this year, Aaron Rodgers maybe come back and play for the team, and then he throws the ball to Devonte Adams all the time, makes Devonte look really good, so he's made a ton of money that he probably he wasn't going to make, and then Devonte says next year, all right guys, peace, I'm out. Who knows? I think I think they might be playing the Packers. I think they might be playing it here. I mean. You know, Aaron Rodgers is not an idiot. He's he's a very smart individual. Um, in some ways, his you know his big head gets in the way a lot of times. But um, you know, I, I do think that this is a scenario people need to think about. Maybe they're trying to play the Packers organization and get them to franchise tag Devontae Adams so he makes a lot more money this year. Um, and then you know maybe he wants to retire when Aaron leaves. Who knows? Has anybody asked him that? Has anybody 
anybody heard him say anything about retirement or not. No one's heard that at all. Maybe he only wants to play with Aaron. So maybe he's trying to get as much money as he can this year, get Aaron to play one more year, and then they both leave, right? Who knows? Um, but I think it's interesting that Aaron Rodgers kind of talks out of his uh, both ends of his mouth. You know, oh, I care about my teammates. I need to make a decision. And then he hasn't made a decision. What are you doing? Okay. Secondly here, on the Packers organization, you know, the Packers general manager, the Packers general manager uh, came out and said that he never promised to trade Aaron Rodgers. Okay. And then he then he follows that up by by clarifying and saying I agreed to uh, move him if he doesn't want to be here. Um you're an idiot. Do you understand what you just said? What you just said contradicts itself. How are you going to move him? How are you going to move him if you don't trade him? Stupid. There's, it, he is the most ridiculous comment ever. Like, he's completely contradicting himself. You know, oh, we didn't promise to trade him. I just agreed to move him if he doesn't want to be here. Okay, well, how are you going to move him if he doesn't want to be there? You have to trade him. So you're, whatever. It's it's just one of the stupidest comments I heard all all week. It's one of the stupidest comments I heard all week was, was that comment. Because you legitimately, maybe you don't know English good enough or understand what you actually said but what you said contradicts itself like blatantly so whatever I I I think that's pretty pretty ridiculous there um anyway uh we're gonna talk back about the NBA real quick here so the NBA um I love what is happening in the NBA I really do um I I think Obviously, we've had the all-star break, so we're halfway through the year, and uh, this is a good time to take a look at standings, think about where teams stack up, see kind of playoff races and teams that might or might not make it into the playoffs. Right now, here's the interesting things, guys. We're going to look at the West. The West, the Lakers are in ninth place. Uh, Portland is in 10th. LA Clippers, 8th. Minnesota Timberwolves are 7th, okay? Right now, you know, the top six teams are probably going to make it into the playoffs or you know the playing game at least, um, and that consists of the Nuggets, Mavericks, Jazz, Grizzlies, Warriors, and Phoenix Suns. And here's the thing I will say about this. Um, I love what's happening here, and I'll tell you why here in a second. Um, Eastern Conference, you got you know Atlanta, Charlotte, Brooklyn, Raptors, you know, sitting from 7th to 10th. Six up is Celtics, Bucks, Cavs, 76ers, uh, Bulls, and Heat. And uh, what I'll say here is uh, the the Celtics are rising. Okay, the Celtics are rising. Uh, they've won 11 of their last 13 games or something like that. Uh, so they're they're hot, and uh, I think they'll be making some moves up that up that uh, ladder as well. Cleveland, interestingly enough, you know they are in fourth place, which is pretty dang high in comparison to their previous seasons recently. And uh, you know they. It, guys, it, it's very interesting here because Cleveland, Cleveland's been really bad, really bad, uh, atrociously bad over the last few seasons, and uh, they're sitting there in fourth place in the East, and they made a bunch of moves. Um, well, not a bunch of moves, but they made some moves during the trade deadline. Uh, so I think that's very interesting to me uh, that they were willing to make some moves and things because of how they've played. Um I just I worry about that messing up the chemistry as they move forward, but they're in a good spot right now and really happy to see that. So here's why I really love what's happening in the NBA. Okay. It happened years ago. Years ago, um, 
there was a, a team uh, by the name of the Los Angeles Lakers that uh, kind of dominated with a uh, dynamic duo of uh, Shaq and Kobe. You may have heard of them. Um, that team dominated, uh, you know, for a long period of time there. And basically, it was, hey, if you got a big two, big three, whatever, you know, you're going to be able to dominate. Uh, this changed once the Detroit Pistons, back in the 2004 season, I believe, uh, came in and said, you know what, we're going to put together a great team with pieces that fit together all around, and we're going to beat you by playing team basketball. And they did. It's one of the one of the best finals that I ever remembered watching. Um, I, honestly, it's my favorite one that I remembered watching as a kid growing up. Was the Detroit Pistons beating the Los Angeles Lakers because it wasn't about star power. It wasn't about the best player on the team. It was about the best team winning, and that is exactly what happened. You know, Shanti Billups, Richard Hamilton. Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, these are guys that were not, they would not be a, the, the top player on any other team in the league at the time. And they came together to win a title. And I really loved this. And for the next two, three seasons, um, it was it was the same way where really good teams that grew together, you know, were really strong, right, throughout the, throughout the season. Um, and then what happened? We went into... The LeBron James era, we went into the era with Dwight Howards and things like that where it's all star power. Let's get the star player and let's throw him the ball 50 million times and let him take 50 million shots and blah, 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 which has evolved into kind of the current NBA. However, what I will tell you is that the current NBA is showing us that you can do that. <clears throat> you can do that. You can go out and get a stud player. You can go out and get a star guy. You can go out and get some of the best players in the draft and all that stuff. And guess what? It doesn't do it for you. It doesn't get you there. Okay? Take a look at a team like the Philadelphia 76ers because here's the thing I hate and I've hated about the NBA is it's all about star power. It's all about who you have on your team. It's not about the team. It's not about how they play. It's not about how they mesh. Um, it's not about the chemistry. It's not about that at all. It's about superstar and how much numbers they can put up and the mismatch of that one player and blah, blah, blah. And then you get the big three where it's like teams are bought, right? You just have bought teams and they're not teams that were built together and grown together over a couple of years or three years or four years. Um, and that's been really upsetting for me. This has changed. Look at the Philadelphia 76ers and look what they did with the process. Trust the process, right? Well, guess what? They did the process. They got a bunch of talented players and guess what? They ended up shipping them all out. They ended up getting rid of them all. And what happens? The one guy that they draft during the process, Joel Embiid is still there. And that one guy they used over the last couple seasons and say, you know what? We're going to build around you with guys who fit with you and mesh with you and make this a great culture of a team. And now Philadelphia 76ers are sitting in third place with Joel Embiid looking like an MVP candidate. And um, James Harden was just signed to the team to give him a, a great scoring point guard. So this team could really turn the corner and be really good if they mesh well together. But I love to see this, that it was shown the process didn't work. The process didn't work. All those star players, they went and drafted, and all those draft picks, it was a waste. It was a waste. They could have had Joel Embiid and you know started building around him with a solid team after that. And that's what these teams need to understand is you need to build a team. You don't need to buy a team. Okay. Look at the Los Angeles Lakers. They're sitting in ninth place. And what did they do? They bought their team. 
LA Clippers bought their team. Granted, yes, those players are hurt, but um, you know Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard are out hurt right now. Yes, I understand that's a big part of it, uh, but that team was bought and paid for. Um, it wasn't grown and developed over time. Okay, so take a look at the top teams in the East. Miami Heat. Yes, Jimmy Butler is not a product of the Miami Heat organization. He's a product of some other organizations before he got there. But he's been the piece to come in and make that team a better team, a great team moving forward. And now the Miami Heat is a great team uh, together with Jimmy Butler at the helm. So that's awesome. Chicago Bulls. Again, all they had to do, they were missing one piece, and that was DeMar DeRozan. They got him in there. They were missing a, a guy, Vucevic. They got him in there. And, yeah, they struggled their first year because that team was kind of a bought team. But now, guess what? They developed it. They got Kobe White playing while well off the bench. They, Yeah, I know they went and traded for Lonzo Ball. But that's a team that they got a bunch of guys who buy in together to a game. It's not about the star on the team. It's about the team as a whole. 76ers, same thing. We just talked about that. That's a really well-developed team that is now a great organization. Like It looks like a great franchise right now. Cleveland Cavaliers, same thing. Built up from the ground. Didn't go out and trade. Didn't go out and sign a bunch of studs. You know, They did some trades recently, um, but those were things that they did uh, strategically to try and move themselves into a, a better playoff position. Milwaukee Bucks, the perfect example of a, a team that was built together um you know and that's why they won the nba title last year boston celtics same thing these are a bunch of guys who have been in the boston celtics franchise they were drafted there and now they've grown together as a team um toronto's somewhat falling apart in seventh place brooklyn nets bought and paid for it falling apart right now charlotte hornets that's a team that is a built team and guess what they charlotte hornets organization has never had any business being a part of the playoffs uh, really, since they've been in existence, and uh, guess what? They are looking like they might make the playoffs and things because they're naturally growing their team for a change, which is really good to see there. Um, Atlanta, that's a team that, yeah, they've traded around, done something, but you know what? Maybe they need to just settle down, get some chemistry with their guys because Trey Young's a really great player. Look at <coughs> some of these other teams. New York Knicks. Goes out and signs, but New York Knicks never has builds their own team. New York Knicks always goes out, pays for big free agents, uh, trades for big guys. They're a big market team, so they'll just go out and buy whoever they want. Well, guess what? You can go out and buy a bunch of stars, and it, it's not working. Clearly, it's not working. Um, last year, it felt like it was a built team, but then they go out in free agency. They sign a couple guys. Now, things are not doing so well. Look at what happened with Kimball Walker. They're trying to sit him the rest of the season now. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um Washington Wizards, that's a team that, you know, what have they been doing? They went out and tried to get Russell Westbrook, and they went out and tried this and tried that. Like, guys, it's not going to work. Let your team build. Let your team work itself back up to being a better team cohesively. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you look at it, and that's a crazy thing. The Phoenix Suns over in the West, the Phoenix Suns is a team that they've been together for two to three years now. They, they have grown together as a team, and they haven't changed anything up. They're number, number one spot in the West right now. Golden State Warriors, the perfect example of a built team. They didn't go out and trade for a bunch of guys. Like, no, this is their guys. This is their team. You know, yeah, Andrew Wiggins was kind of brought there as a part of some trades, but he's been growing a part of that organization. Memphis Grizzlies, 
this team is built from the ground up by the Grizzlies organization. It's not built by a bunch of trades and players from other teams. Utah Jazz, same situation. Dallas Mavericks, same situation. They even got rid of Christos Porzingis, which was a transplant from New York years ago. So I love to see that. I think it was a great move to get rid of Porzingis because he's garbage. Um, Denver Nuggets, another built team from their own organization. You know, Jokic was not projected to be what he was when he was drafted, but they have built him up and built this team up. So this is what I'm saying, guys. The better teams are excelling. The better teams are winning as a whole. And I love it. I love to see it because that's been the big problem in the NBA, in my opinion, if you ask me. What do people love about college basketball? They love to see good, solid teams playing together. All the role players working well with each other and, and all these things. Like you don't see top stars you know, make it to the, to the NCAA, NCAA finals and win the NCAA championship. Last time that happened was probably Kentucky when Anthony Davis was there. And that was during a transition period of the one and done and everything, which I think to me is starting to come to a halt, which I'm really excited to see as well. But um, that's my thoughts on the NBA, guys. Is it, it's, it's great. It's great to see this. Um, super excited about it because the better teams are at the top of the system. And so when you got guys like Ben Simmons whining and crying and wanting to move somewhere, James Harden whining and crying, wanting to move somewhere, what what happens? They want to whine and cry and complain and go to a team because they want to go win somewhere. They want to go somewhere where they can make a lot of money and be the guy. Okay, fine. So go to a good team, ruin the chemistry, ruin the offense, ruin the, the structure of this built team, and make them garbage. Okay. Look what happened to the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets was in a really good place. They were in second in the wet, in the East when they decided to activate Kyrie Irving again. And then what's happened? They've dropped, 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 dropped. Okay? You can't just sit there and think, oh, this is an amazing player. Once we get him, we'll be, we'll be set. No, you won't. It's about chemistry. These guys are all professional athletes. They all deserve to be on the court. The talent level is not as far apart as when LeBron was first elevating into the league. People have caught up now, and there's there's a bunch of guys all at the top of that mix now. There's no oh this is there's three top guys in the league and nobody else is, can touch them. That, that's not the case. Everybody's really close up there now. So no one talent, no two talents, three talents are going to get you a championship overnight. You have to build teams. Okay, you have to build them together and. Um, I'm just very excited to see that. Um, you know, obviously, there's so much speculation with LeBron James being upset about Lakers front office and all those types of things. I mean, it doesn't matter, guys. Lakers are they're not in contention this year. They're not going to have a chance to win a title this year. Um, they, they they should go ahead and do like these other teams and sit LeBron and sit AD because AD just going to go out there and get hurt every other game anyway when somebody blows on him. Um, you know, I mean, you you sit there and you wave at the guy and and he you know breaks breaks an ankle. So. Um, I just I just think uh, it's a really great thing to see this. Uh, I love to see this time period of the NBA, and it's all since school. Uh, it's all it's all uh, on a loop, right? It's just going to go around, around, around. Where you know, at some point again, there will be oh the next LeBron James type guy who comes in, and that's the guy, and he wills his team to the finals, and wills his team to be competitive for so many years, and then everybody catches back up, right? 
Um, and I think that was the big difference when you look at Michael Jordan. Um, you know, that was the same era where you had Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and then, you know, you had Michael Jordan come in. The, and that was the era where you saw guys like that. And so then you get Kobe, and then you get, you know, you get Shaq, you get Kobe, then you get Tracy McGrady's events. You had Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter and all that stuff, and then you get LeBron. So you have these eras where all these guys kind of come up and it's like they're way above the competition and they make a huge difference in the game. This is not a period where that's there. That That is not there right now. So teams need to be built. They, the franchise need to be built off of that. It's not just a win overnight league. Uh, it's win over a couple years, developing and building a team uh, to, make, to make a run. And... Um, Really excited to see that. That's why, to me, it was it was so crazy to see Michael Jordan win, you know, as many titles as he did, and be so dominant the way he was for as many years as he was. Because no one caught up to him, no one caught up to him. He he was clearly the best in the league for all that span. Um, whereas LeBron, that you know, even in the beginning, oh Kobe's there, Kobe's there, Kobe's there. Okay, well Kobe and LeBron were like the top two guys in the league, and then. After Kobe left, what happened? Kevin Durant. And then Kevin Durant's just as good as LeBron. And everybody's talking about, oh, well, I don't think, you know, a bunch of people were saying LeBron wasn't the best player in the game at the time because Kevin Durant was consideration. So that's the thing I'm saying is no one could touch Michael Jordan. But throughout LeBron James' career, he's had plenty of reason for people to say that other players are just as good. So I think the level above your competition during your era is what sets people apart to be the best player ever and all that type of stuff. But Regardless, that's the point is build a great team, build a great organization. Um, don't sit and just try and buy your team. This is not the time period to do that. And over the next three years, I think that's what we're going to see. Uh, yeah, it might shift after that. But right now, this is a best team is the better team and gets the wins uh, mentality in the NBA. And I love it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Um, we will talk to you guys again uh, next week.